Welcome in episode 176, What's Right with Nick Wright, our first true NFL reaction pod since we last talked, the Chiefs lost, and amazingly, I don't even know if that's in the show. This is too much news to get to. I am in New York, Demonze is in LA, let's first get to what missed before we even, there's Demonze's beautiful face, before we hear from him, let's tell you what missed from today's show. The Raiders for possibly the first time in DeMonze's life, are in sole possession of first place in the AFC West. Coach Prime's Buffaloes moved to 2-0 in what was maybe a more impressive win than the win over TCU. And my girl, Olivia Rodrigo, drops a brand new album, might have a little feud with Taylor Swift. I'm here for all of it. I've been reading up on this alleged feud. Now, she's denying it, but I think there might be something there. However... It is a Monday in September, or a Tuesday, I should say, in September, which means we don't have time for any of that. Instead, we must get to the football and the devastating news out of New Jersey last night. Demonze, take us there. So obviously Aaron Rodgers got injured last night against the Bills. Uh, folks are believing that it's a ruptured Achilles. Uh, what yeah. is your reaction? What are your thoughts? Well, my immediate reaction is you're obviously devastated for Aaron. The, I mean, the human side of you says this is there. It is on the board that that was the last football game of his career. I I, I know right. people don't want to talk about that or you know think about that right now, but coming back from an Achilles injury is a brutal rehab for anyone. For a guy who's about to turn forty, I listen. I am I would my money be on? That Aaron Rodgers, that was the final play of his career? No. I don't think it's the likeliest outcome. Can you dismiss it as a possibility? Of course not. But So after, you know, the your heart goes out to Aaron, you obviously think these poor Jet fans. And I know Jet fans don't want to hear from me, and they're mad at me because I didn't believe in the team. And by the way, as maybe salt in the wound, The defense looked as advertised. The running game looked even better than even the most optimistic Jet fans could have hoped for. You got the win, which everyone's going to be throwing this term around today, and they're correct. It is the definition of a Pyrrhic victory. Uh, You win the battle, but you might have lost the war. And it is 24 years ago today that Vinny Testaverde blew his Achilles coming off what was at the time the best Jets season since Namath, the 98 team that went to the AFC title game, and then in week one, your quarterback pops his Achilles, and there is an element of, is this franchise cursed? And you hate it, but it's just the reality. I shouldn't say a curse is the reality. That's what fans are feeling. And so I do empathize with them. And I empathize with Aaron. Now... I will also say this, and maybe people don't want to hear this, but my job is to give my honest opinion. This is my honest opinion. While maybe a pop to Achilles was not, in fact, it wasn't foreseeable, even though, if you remember, Rodgers' first practice with the Jets, it ended early. Uh, yeah, so it sounds like for his future... You think that it's, you don't think it's super, you think it's not super likely that he retires, but 
he will still end up playing if he can maybe get surgery and get through this. Well, yeah, I mean, I think he'll I think I think he'll try to come back next year, but I also what I also think is that to, to go back to what I was saying, sorry, we had a slight tech issue there. Is Rodgers had a calf injury in training camp? It's now the same leg where it looks like he popped his Achilles. Again, we don't have the official confirmation, but that's what it's certainly that's what everyone is assuming has happened here. And if you remember, like when Kevin Durant popped his Achilles, it started with a calf injury, it led to this. But the other thing is watching that game and watching the four snaps Rodgers played, the Jets' failure to address their offensive line, which was why I was sounding the alarms all offseason, was instantly an issue. Instantly he was under duress. And I listen, I like Dwayne Brown a lot. And Dwayne Brown, I'm sure, feels sick that he got that he missed a cut block and Rodgers got hurt. But you have a 38-year-old left tackle blocking for a 39-year-old quarterback in a division that has teams with fearsome pass rushes where you play the Cowboys in week two. Like I I just do not think this was going to end well. Now it didn't have to end tragically. And so I I feel sick for Rodgers and for the Jets. I don't even know what you do for we'll talk about what you do this year in a moment. I know you want to ask me that, Demonze. But planning for next year, if Rodgers wants to come back, now he will be a 40, soon to be 41 year old coming off an Achilles injury. I just, it, it doesn't get any worse than this. And the Achilles injury is a bit of a freak injury. Your soon to be 40 year old quarterback behind a makeshift offensive line getting hurt is not a freak occurrence. And it is, and even on the play that Rodgers got hurt on, it's a cut block supposed to be boom, boom, out. I think it was Garrett Wilson didn't come open, so he was looking for someone, and it's just terribly unfortunate. And you feel sick for everybody involved, but it should be noted, like, 40-something-year-old quarterbacks get hurt when they're not named Tom Brady. Peyton Manning got hurt his second to last year and then suffered a major injury his final year. Drew Brees got hurt each of his final two years. Brett Favre with the Jets uh, tore his bicep and then played through it. I Old quarterbacks playing tackle football get injured. And it's... It's not the time, obviously, for any I told you so's or anything. It's not what I'm trying to do. But folks that were skeptical about the Jets were skeptical. The biggest reason was, is the offensive line going to hold up? And four plays into the season, Rodgers suffers a season-ending injury. It's brutal. Just brutal. All right, what are your follow-ups, Demonte? Uh, do you, you still think they can make the playoffs, given how the defense and the running game looked? And also... Do you think it's wait? Yeah. Actually, you know what? We'll wait for that one. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. No, no, no. Go ahead. What? What? Oh. Ask me both. Also, and I'll get you, to it. it uh, do you think that the Jets should call on Brady, like you alluded to in your tweet? I think they got to call somebody. 
They got it. But here's the thing on the Brady part of it, and then I'll get to go ahead, Demonte. Zach, I was, I was. First of all, I think it's it's got to suck mindset wise for these guys to still have won that game with Rodgers being out because I feel like it's going to make them think even more in a certain direction. But glad that they yes. got the win. Um, and Zach Wilson didn't look as bad as he looked last year, but he's still obviously not Aaron Rodgers. But and it. he still looked. He had a few Zach Wilson moments. The old roll, <laughs> roll right, throw left. I, you can't win with Zach Wilson, flatly. You just can't. Fair. So I brought up Brady because he's available. But here's the here's the thing about Brady. And this, to me, kind of proves the initial point I was making. Let's say Brady sold his share of the Raiders and was allowed to come back. If the Jets called Tom Brady, he would say no. And you know why? Because Brady would not play behind that offensive line. Yeah, I was Everyone about to say, like, you, were, you were saying it, it, old it, man it, blocking for old man quarterback. Yes, so, like, exactly. it would be another old man Brady quarterback. Brady would not correct. <laughs> but everyone would be like, oh, Brady can't play behind that O-line. Why they thought it would be a good idea for Rodgers to play behind that O-line is, is crazy. Is just makes no sense to me. Now... Mike Tannenbaum mentioned Matt Stafford. If the Rams decide to turn in the tank direction, that's an interesting one. Making that work salary cap-wise and then giving up more draft capital for another aging quarterback. And that really is complicated if Rodgers plans to come back next year. So I don't know if that's realistic. The free agent quarterbacks are Matt Ryan. We saw how that went in Indy. Carson Wentz, we've seen how that's gone everywhere. There are two names that if I were running the Jets, I would call about. The first one is Jameis. I would take a shot on Jameis. He's the backup in New Orleans. He's better than uh, Zach Wilson, obviously. And... You know he can make the throws. You hope he can avoid the turnovers. But Zach Wilson can't avoid the turnovers, and he can't even make the throws. And then the next one, and folks are going to kill me for it, but if you remember the Jets last year, there was a half of one game that they brought in Chris Strebler, who was just running every play, and they actually looked half decent for like a half, and then it went to hell. (laughs) Um... I would maybe call the Cowboys about Trey Lance and say, you guys gave up a fourth-round pick for him. We'll give you a fourth and a seventh. That way you guys just made an all-time smart trade. You just you had a guy for oh, two weeks, and you picked up a seventh-round pick just for being the conduit. We are going to get him in the building and see if we can run with our defense and our running game by week eight, an RPO-based attack, get him out there, and ha- you know, and then even if Rodgers want- is- wants to come back next year, that's fine. But you don't have good options. The- and again, people are like, Nick, when are you going to get over the Trey Lance thing? I am not saying he's good. I'm saying we have no idea. He's the same draft as Zach. Zach Wilson went two in that draft. Trey Lance went three. We know Zach Wilson's terrible. We don't know about Trey Lance. And with that running game, 
maybe that would make more sense. And to me, that might be worth a flyer. But the short version of this, Demonze, is they have no good options. They have no good options. Now to your Trey question. Trey Lance definitely be the best one. And for Trey, oh. it would be the best because he'd actually get to play. Now, right. I didn't think the Jets were going to make the playoffs even with a healthy Rodgers. Now, what I will say is that's a big win they got. And we'll see how much disarray the Bills are in. I'll also say in the entire AFC, who looked awesome? The whole AFC, who looked awesome this weekend? The Dolphins and the Prince. That's it. The AFC North, which I thought was going to be the worst division, the best division in football, Deshaun still can't throw. Lamar kind of still can't throw. Burrow threw for 80 yards, and the Steelers got dog walked. The AFC South was worse than advertised, and it was advertised Wait. as the worst division in football. The Chargers the lost. The Chiefs lost. Go ahead. The what? Jags looked good all the way through. I could have sworn at one point it seemed like Indy was going to win. Okay, if you listen, this is where the I think I don't know if that was your own thing it's like or the a rookie trying rookie to set quarterback you up to fail. And they were hanging. If you in listen, there. Cl- if you listen closely, I said who looked great this weekend: the Dolphins and the Prince. I did not say the Jags looked great. I said the Prince looked great. So the Dolphins looked awesome. And Trevor Lawrence looked awesome. You're right. The Jags had a few mishaps. They still ended up winning by 10 and covering. Thank you. Uh, So I I don't think you can make the playoffs with Zach Wilson as your quarterback. I do think the AFC, everyone said all offseason, I was one of them. AFC better than NFC by far. There were four DeMonze cross-conference matchups this weekend, NFC versus AFC. The NFC went 4-0. As always, we know nothing. Except for on this next topic, where I have been the only person who has been right for two years, and I am going to take my God-dogged victory lap right now. Go ahead, ask the question. Yeah, I mean, go ahead. are the Bills... You saw the game last night, Josh Allen, obviously, yeah. threw three picks, the, mm-hmm. force, or the fumble snap. Are the Bills yeah. screwed? Well, I don't know if the Bills are screwed, but I want to talk about Josh Allen. Because I have been called so many names. Forget by random people on Twitter, by colleagues. I'm trolling. I'm just trying to hot take for ratings. It And by the way, it's Albert Breer tweeted... 20 minutes ago, quote, lots of people firing off takes on Josh Allen last night as if it's still 2019. He didn't play well, but the idea he's suddenly going to seize who he's been the last three years is downright moronic. Here's the problem, Albie, with everyone. It is not that I, and now there's a whole group of people with me, are pretending it's 2019. It's that the entirety of the media has pretended it's still 2020. 2020, Josh Allen was undeniably awesome. His team was awesome. They made the AFC title game. In 2021, he was so not awesome 
that in a year where even Mac Jones made the Pro Bowl as an alternate, he didn't. Now, he was unbelievable in two playoff games, one of which his team lost, and because of that, everyone memory hold the entire year where he had a 92 passer rating, which was good, I think, for 17th in football. Since that playoff game against the Chiefs, Josh Allen has played 19 games. He has 39 picks and fumbles in those 19 games. 39. I tweeted about it last night. After I tweeted about it, he fumbled twice on the same play. I said before the year, Trevor Lawrence was unquestionably one of the four best quarterbacks in football. Right now, this, and oh, it's hot takes. Uh, right now, this moment, $100 cash. If you can say with a straight face, four quarterbacks better than him, you can't. Certain things, and everyone's like, oh, how are you going to say Trevor over Josh? Right now, this moment, who, who you want? Right now, this moment, who you want? For this year, this week, this decade. You know the worst play Josh Allen made last night? It was not the first pick in the end zone. It was not the second pick in the end zone. It was not the third pick on the sideline. It wasn't the fumble in the fourth quarter. The worst play Josh Allen made was on third down at the end of the first half when he was eight yards from the first down marker with 30 seconds left and he tried to hurdle two defenders and got power bombed <laughs> like Vader in the WWE in nine in the <laughs> mid 90s like what are you doing what what's the plan there I'm gonna hurdle two defenders for who for what so I can be seven yards short of a first down and then kick a field goal I, the, the Everyone is just now catching up that Josh Allen's ceiling is as high as any quarterback in the league not named Patrick Mahomes, but the floor is bad. And th this morning, what has been conventional wisdom from me for two years is now everyone's going to be like, hey, when are we going to start talking about Josh Allen's turnovers? Catch up. <laughs> the, 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 it's been there. And, and 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 anyone today who after, a, you know, if you're listening to this on the way to work, whatever it is, maybe you're like Demonze or myself actually, and you enjoy after a hard day maybe getting a game of Madden in, grab the box and look who the cover athlete is and ask yourself why. Why is, is Josh Allen on the cover of Madden? Jalen Hurts isn't. Joe Burrow isn't. The Prince isn't. Mahomes isn't, but he's been it twice, so that's fine. Why? Because the media anointed him. Because he, and I said it then, and I will say it again. Josh Allen, the best win of his career was a loss. The 13-second game against the Chiefs. 
he got more credit for losing that game than Patrick Mahomes got for winning that game. Despite the fact that as great as Allen was in that game, who had more passing yards? Oh, Mahomes by 50. Oh, but Josh Allen's a great runner. Yeah, he is. Who had more rushing yards? Mahomes. Who had more rushing touchdowns? Mahomes. Who was up against the tougher defense? Mahomes. Is this the and origin story of this whole Josh Allen anti thing? Is no. Like Pat so, so here's the thing. <laughs> no. It's the origin story is, as is often the case, I'm right and the rest of the media is late. <laughs> That's the origin story. The origins, listen, I have three types of takes. Undeniably correct in the moment. Undeniably correct eventually. And cartoonishly wrong. That's it. Those are the three. Those are the only takes I that, that you get from me. I tip, uh, Typically, you get the first two. Occasionally... You get let me. How do I get this in the front of the camera? Occasionally, you Andrew get a never Wiggins. a doubt Chiefs twenty and O tattoo. Yeah. Steph will never. Yeah, Steph will <laughs> never make the finals again. Like so, there is, there's no gray area, and so the it, it just so it, sometimes it's it, Trevor Lawrence. What what? And I'm just curious. When the Jags were two and seven, and I was still calling Trevor Lawrence the prince that was promised, saying he's top five quarterback. <laughs> That take now falls into what category? Undeniably right, eventually. Eventually. (laughs) Undeniably right, eventually. Caleb Williams, right now, being the third most valuable quarterback in the world. Guess what it's going to fall into? Undeniably correct, eventually. Josh Allen being wildly overrated when the discussion one year ago today Google it. You know what? Go to Google. Go to Google News. Or just go to regular Google. And and click on the Tools tab. Like where you can pick the time. Pick September of 2022. And type this in. Josh Allen better than Mahomes. And see how many articles one year ago today. After that Rams Monday night or Thursday night football victory. We're saying he's QB1. He's the best quarterback in the world. So is I've got a question. I, is yeah. Is this going to be the last time you pick the Bills on the show? Well, I mean, they screwed me. I mean, I picked them to win. I had them in the picks, and I mean, Aaron Rodgers goes out four snaps in, and they can't even win that game. I mean, give me a break, <laughs> Buffalo. I mean, what a travesty. Um, it's embarrassing, dude. But I'm just That's crazy. I'm just right. Now, by the way, I still think the Bills make the playoffs. People now are going to go too far in the other direction. What you're going to get today is now this take. Who would you rather have, Josh Allen or Brock Purdy? Well, one guy takes care of the ball and doesn't turn it over. People will give that take. People will say that the Bills are going to miss the playoffs. I won't give either of those takes. I won't. I'll give that Because I don't think – which one? Brock Purdy. I want Brock Purdy. Okay. I think well, yeah. Brock Purdy is actually good. Um, I, I can you tell do. you just I know, think it's the system. But you also think Daniel Jones is actually good. How'd that work out for you? Let's go to the next topic. <laughs> which we're going to talk about it right here. 
Hey, man, your pick to win the NFC is looking great, obviously. My guy, Daniel uh-huh. Jones, is running for his life. Uh, yep. The, 40, the 49ers looked unstoppable. Your lock of the week, Pittsburgh, didn't look unstoppable versus my no, guy, Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy's my guy, by the way. Uh, yeah. oh, you, okay, you, the, you, you, you jinxed the 49ers last year, and you worried? are you worried you'll do the same with Dallas this year? No, listen, I don't believe in jinxes, even though DeMonte thinks he jinxed Odell. Um, and that I jinxed I mean, that was, an, that was eight hours. That wasn't even days, the, weeks. Those were hours. Yeah, that is that true. He by. did play. <laughs> I mean, technically he played. If you watched the Ravens game, you couldn't really tell Odell played, but he did play. Um, <laughs> I'm not worried about jinxing the Cowboys. The Cowboys looked exactly like I thought they'd look. Now, 40 to nothing I didn't expect, obviously. But they have the best defense in football. The best defense in football. The Niners looked unbelievable. And I've got to give them a ton of credit. They looked great in a tough environment against what I thought was going to be a good team in Pittsburgh. And I'm not writing off the Steelers yet. But the Niners looked absolutely incredible. I don't know Uh, if they have the best defense, by the way. Go ahead. Sorry. Who do you think has the best defense? I think it would be the team that we saw last night. That, oh, the Jets? That, kid that that stepped in after their quarterback was injured. You know, I mean, they won the, the mean, game. Th- that's a good take. I mean, I the that and by the way, we get that game next week. Cowboys Jets. And right. anybody that's holding out hope Zach Wilson's going to be able to keep this ship afloat. Wait till Micah Parsons throws him through the center of the earth. I mean, that's not going to be great. Uh but yeah, the Cowboys Jets next week will be might be the two best defenses. That's a fair take. The Niners defense obviously looked phenomenal. Right. Uh and it looks like that's a collision course. I know the Eagles won. They didn't look great. They won, no. but that secondary can get got, man. You let Mac Jones throw for 300 yards and three touchdowns. That that means you'd let a full-grown adult quarterback throw for like 450 and five touchdowns. A that's a concern. A full-grown adult quarterback. What the And so that's a <laughs> that's a real concern. And so Cowboys do look really good. Dak didn't play great, but he didn't need to. Demonze, scale of one being how Cowboys fans feel today as far as concern, not concerned at all, 10 being total outright panic, your level of concern about your Giants and Daniel Jones after that week one performance. Oh, I mean... It's probably a rebuilding year at this point. I, I'm not really. Oh, you're already I don't you're think anything's going to. Yeah, I mean, I was never really picking them to go far. I thought they might have like, been able to sneak into the playoffs. But it is still, like you said, one of the top defenses in the league right now. I think we do need yep. a couple more weeks of evaluation. Um, and then like That's the, the right weather, take. I feel like, also plays a part. That's the right take. And it snowballed on them. You get a punt, you get a field goal blocked, return for a touchdown, then a pick six touchdown or a fumble six touchdown. It just, the whole thing just snowballed on them. I'm not ready to say they're totally cooked, but it did not look good. All right, next. All right. So Chris Jones signed an extension, and you were already in danger of jinxing the Chiefs. Kansas Mm -hmm. City plays the Prince uh, this week on Thursday, I believe. Yep. Uh, no, not so on who Thursday. You choo- Thursday is, is Eagles-Vikings. This is okay. Sunday at 1 o'clock. Sunday. But go ahead. Sorry. Okay. All right, yeah. so who will you choose to jinx this week? Chiefs or the Prince? All right, I don't believe in jinx. So tell us who you think is going to win, and then the other team. Yeah. The Chiefs are going to win? The Chiefs okay, are going to win. Okay, sweet. Um, Prince is going to look but, good this weekend. 
I want to say this about, I'm glad Chris is back. I, Chris's agents really, really did him wrong here. And it's upsetting to me. Chris Jones had on the table a two-year, fully guaranteed, $54.5 million extension. That was on the table. His agent. Yeah, are you dropping a scoop right now? I've, I haven't seen this anywhere. I said it on TV last week, but I didn't. Nobody gives me credit for breaking news. So okay. if you weren't watching the segment, I mean, I also broke the news that Travis Kelsey was out 30 minutes before everyone else. I had it, and then all of a sudden, Rappaport and everyone's like, sources say, yeah, yeah, agreed, but you guys are just late. I don't break a lot of stories, but let me tell you something, America. I the If it's on the Kansas City Chiefs, you can trust me. So, and by the way, after I explained the details on the Chris Jones story, what? Go ahead. You want to make fun of me? The, 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 I mean, it is not. I don't a think you're in exactly a position to say that right now. I think you got to wait until give it a few more weeks, maybe halfway into the season, see if they can go. There is a difference between a prediction and breaking news. I am not brave. I was not reporting the Chiefs were going twenty and zero. <laughs> you smartass. That was a prediction. So the. The details that, uh, by the way, Florio corroborated it. Everyone acknowledges this, that Chris was offered two years fully guaranteed $54.5 million extension. He wanted two years fully guaranteed $64 million extension. So a $9.5 million delta there, right? The Chiefs, if he would have signed the extension, he wouldn't have gotten fined what he got fined in training camp, wouldn't miss the game check. So he would have, over the next three years, had fully guaranteed to him $74 million. 19.5 this year, plus the two years tacked on. The deal he got does not guarantee him a raise this year, does not guarantee him they can't franchise tag him, his salary stays the same. Now, he can make up the $2 million he lost in fines by playing time incentives that he should make up. In order, though, to make up the million-dollar game check he lost, he has to either be a first-team All-Pro or have double-digit sacks. And in order to make... The full $25 million he can now make, he needs to be first-team All-Pro, have 17 sacks, and the Chiefs win the Super Bowl. If all of those things happen, once you incorporate the money lost and all of that, he maxes out at $22 million this year with no guaranteed money moving forward and the Chiefs can franchise tag him. I think his agents... Gave him terrible advice. And I, listen, I, Chris Jones, one of the greatest players in the history of my favorite team. They do not win the Super Bowl against the 49ers without Chris Jones's play in the fourth quarter. And they do not beat the Bengals last year without Chris Jones's plays on the final drive. Or throughout the game, but certainly the final drive. He deserves the money. But I think his agents were more worried about them getting a headline that they got their guy the most money ever than they were about doing the actual math 
on whether or not they're costing him money. But what, here's what I'll say about the Chiefs. Saw the Bengals looked. Saw the Bills looked. The eight, Broncos <clears throat> lost again. The Chargers lost in Charger fashion. The <laughs> Ravens didn't look great. It sucks, but Aaron Rodgers done for the year. Aside from the Dolphins, and we'll see him against the Jags this week, this weekend couldn't have gone better for the Chiefs' purposes of winning the AFC once again. Okay, we now have breaking oh, news. Yeah. It's official, as we thought. Rodgers done for the year. Complete tear of his left Achilles out for the season. That I mean, we talk, we did the start of the show as if that were breaking news, as if we knew that because we kind of did. But now it is it is official. All right, let's get to the last couple topics here, Demonze, because this has been a very long A block. All right, man. Bet your Chiefs would have loved to have Tyreek Hill Thursday night. Man. He went crazy on Sunday with 200-plus yards. He's won rings. Yep. He's transformed Tua, and he's just simply changed the game. A lot of people are referring yeah. to him as the best offensive weapon in football right now, or the best weapon in football. Uh, yeah. Is Tyreek Hill officially one of the top five receivers of all time? No. We can't go that far yet. No, no, no. We can't go that far yet. The, I mean, it's obviously Jerry at number one. I believe Randy at number two. And then there is an argument for the next few spots of T.O., Chris Carter, my old colleague and pal, Larry Fitzgerald, Calvin Johnson. All those guys are in that discussion, plus some old-timers I'm probably leaving out. Of his era, it's he and Devontae Adams. That Devontae's the only receiver in this era with more yards and more touchdowns than Tyreek Hill. Uh, and I think Tyreek is more dangerous than Devontae. And so, listen, Tyreek is continuing to rewrite what's possible, and he's a first ballot Hall of Famer and a legend, but top five all-time is too far for my purposes. Uh, what's your follow-up, Demonte? After last night, uh, do you think the Dolphins are the class of the AFC East? Well, you know, I mean, I picked them to win the division before last night. So some of us, you know, could see this train coming down the tracks. I think Demonte finds me more uh, irritating cross-country than when he's just sitting here. I think the arrogance really drips through the screen in a way that that turns him off. It's about, it's about the same. It's about the same. Uh, it's about the but, same. No. Oh, that's great. Who do you, right now, I'm asking you, right now this moment, who do you like in the AFC East? All, uh, like the, so the Bills, Jets, Patriots, Dolphins. I picked the, before the year, I picked yeah, Dolphins I mean, one, Bills two, Patriots three, Jets four. Yeah, I mean, I can't really pick anybody in there besides the Dolphins. I I don't re I don't have too much certainty with the Jets. I think the the defense is going to hold up all year, but I don't know how much that's going to to be able to do. So I mean, the Dolphins do look the best on paper right now, and especially given the the games over the weekend. Um so the I mean, right and, and that defense while it got shredded throughout the game, they got big sacks at the end, which they needed. We're going to skip the Burrow topic because we've gone so long here. Take a very quick break, come back, and play a brand new game. Plus, DeMonte's favorite, Tennis Corner. We do all that next. What's right?
What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer with over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros. Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back. And their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless. From researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience, Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. Hey, this episode of What's Right with Nick Wright is brought to you by the McDonald's app. How many times have you been in that situation where you've had a really long day or you're really hungry, but the last thing you want to do is cook a meal or leave your house to go pick something up? I'll be honest with you. I've been in that situation hundreds of times, and my saving grace has been the McDelivery option in the McDonald's app. We're talking getting McDonald's delivered right to your door. I love their breakfast menu, but my all-time favorite item is still the Big Mac. And now every time you order McDelivery in the McDonald's app, it earns you points towards free food. And let's be honest... Who doesn't like free food? That means there's always a reason to order in the McDonald's app. Download the McDonald's app today at participating McDonald's. Delivery prices may be higher than at restaurants. Delivery and other fees may apply. Copyright 2023 McDonald's. All right. Welcome back in episode 176. What's right with Nick Wright? It is, you know, Tuesday after week one of the NFL, but that does not mean we are going to avoid the finals of the U.S. Open, one of my favorite events of the year. I can't yet see Demonze, but I am sure he is just licking his chops to discuss this. Now I can see him. Demonze, time for Tennis Corner. Let's go. Let's get to it, man. Tennis Corner. All right, Coco Golf became the youngest American to win the U.S. Open since Serena in 1999. Novak Djokovic won his 24th Grand Slam. Most ever, by the way. A little congested, sorry. That's Uh, right, don't worry about it. Two questions. Is golf the new face of women's tennis? And is Djokovic now on your Mount Rushmore of goats? Greatest Uh, of all tennis... Okay, go ahead. No, I I think... It's it's regular goat, but I was... It's just regular goat. He's certainly on the tennis Mount Rushmore. The question is, is he on the the all-sports Mount Rushmore? Let me do golf first. So, uh... Goff is the new face of women's tennis. There's no question about it. She's delightful. Her story is awesome. She is, I think, better than anyone expected at this point. And because Naomi Osaka uh, has kind of gone in a different direction, the door is wide open, and Goff has slammed her way through it. It's wonderful, and it is the lasting legacy 
of Venus and Serena. It's just it, it just without question is young black girls in America looking at tennis as a top option, whether it's Madison Keys or Coco or Naomi Osaka. It is what the what Tiger did for golf. Venus and Serena, I think even more so did for tennis. It's amazing. It's one of the coolest stories ever. And Coco is spectacular and easy to root for and a badass. Joe, listen, I once again lost money on the men's side of the bracket. I'm, I bet Alcarez. I went to see Alcarez in the semifinal against Medvedev. I was there. Those were expensive tickets. Uh, Car- How about this, Demonte? Carm, you, oh, you know Carm. You love Carm. Carm. Mm-hmm. He comes in every year for the U.S. Open, and we go to the beginning, you know, the first few days of it together. He comes in for like four days. He goes all day, every day. I go to a couple days. But tickets get more and more and more expensive. I can never go to the men's final because it's idiotically on the same Sunday of week one of the NFL every year. I don't know. what they got to just move the U.S. Open back one week so the mid, so the finals or the weekend before the NFL starts. Set that aside. Carm texts me on Thursday afternoon and said, you should get semifinal tickets. See Djokovic in the afternoon, Medvedev, Alcarez at night. All fly in for it. And I think he was joking, but I, you know, I, I the, I typically buy tickets to all sporting events, but I have a few ways if it's like a super expensive ticket that I can, you know, call in a bit of a favor and be like, hey, can I get a couple tickets to this? And so I called in that favor, and within thirty minutes, I had a couple tickets to the semifinal. I texted Carm a picture of him and said, we're in there. He couldn't believe it. He flew in Southwest flight Friday morning, Southwest flight back to Chicago Saturday morning. And Carm considers himself like a, a, a amateur professional tennis player. By the way, if anyone's watching this in Chicago, you can watch him on CHGO, listen to him on WGN. He used to do radio with me in Kansas City. He's one of the best guys ever. Um, and when we were walking in, He's turned to me and he goes, Nikki, men's semifinal. I can't believe we're here. He was so happy. <laughs> he was just so over the moon. He was like, he was like, it's a totally different crowd than here earlier in the week. So I'm like, oh yeah. The thing with the US Open is diehard tennis fans are there early in the week, early in the tournament. And as the tournament moves on, it becomes more it's the hype corporate beast. and yeah, and yeah, less. Yeah. I mean, for the men's final, Lil Wayne was there. Everyone was at the yeah. men's final. But I watched Medvedev beat Alcaraz. Uh, Medvedev was unbelievable. Played a great match. And then Djokovic, of course. Listen, I, if I'm ranking my favorite tennis male tennis players ever, Nadal's one, Federer's two, I don't even know where Djokovic is as far as my favorites, but he's undeniably amazing. And the fact that he has played 72, I might be off by one or two on this. I think he has entered 72 majors and he's made the finals 36 times. Half of the majors he's entered 
in the hardest era in the history of tennis, he has made the final is one of the most remarkable things in the history of the sport. And since 2021, here is what he has done in the majors. Australian Open won it 2021. Won the Australian, won the French, won Wimbledon, lost in the finals of the U.S. Open to Medvedev. 2022, didn't play in the Australian Open, made the quarterfinals of the French, won Wimbledon, didn't play in the U.S. Open. 2023, won the Australian, won the French, lost in the finals to Alcaraz of Wimbledon, won the U.S. Open. So in the last three years, Demonze, he has played in 10 of the 12 majors. He has won seven of the 10 he's played in and lost in the finals in two of the other 10 and then lost in the quarters of the French. It is absolutely remarkable what he's done over the last three years. And he's now at 24 majors. It's undeniable what he is. I know you have a lot to say on this, but we're short on time, so we can move on if you want. Yeah, that was more like a tennis room. That wasn't really the tennis corner. We did a whole little thing right right. there. It's supposed to be a corner. Yeah. Um, Okay, let's keep going. How does this new game work, smartass? So we've got a new game. We've got a new game called Factor Overreact. Week one breeds a lot of overreactions, but there has to be some truth to it, huh? It's your job to decipher what is fact and what is an overreaction. So first okay, off, we've let's got do it. Jordan Love. Seems like Aaron Rodgers left the D to the Bears uh, to Jordan Love because he now owns the Bears as well. Love looked amazing in his first week one start, and the Packers looked actually pretty good. Uh, fact or overreact? Yep. Green Bay is better with Love than Rodgers. Well, fact... If we're just saying that Green Bay this year will be better than Green Bay was last year, and that the again obviously take the Rodgers Achilles injury out of it, we're not talking about that. The Packers last year were a terrible vibes team. Rodgers was hurt, didn't play great, and was it seemed like it was the end of the road there. On the other hand, you have Love, who's going to be just fine. They have a very good running game. They have a good defense. Now, I also think the Bears might just be in shambles. But seems like I their old the line holds to, up pretty well, too. The the Packers? Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. And, listen, I picked the Packers to win that division. Now, the Lions on, Monday night, on Thursday night football against the Chiefs, defense looked better than I thought they would. So, we'll see on that. But I think, for the, I think this year's Packers will be better than last year's Packers. Next. All right, uh, the rookie quarterbacks got off to a rough start. Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, and Anthony Richardson all lost in their debuts and uh, played poorly. Meanwhile, Jordan Love sat for three years and looked pretty good. Factor overreact. Throwing rookie QBs into the fire doesn't work. Well, depends on what you define as work. They're all going to struggle as rookies. But if you think you have a superstar, the the Love thing was weird because you had Rodgers there. If you think you have a superstar... You've got to let him take his lumps early because the easiest time to win a championship in the NFL is if you have the star quarterback who's paid on the rookie scale. So having him sit and sit and sit, like it, it, you, by the time yes. he plays, like let's let's say Jordan Love ends up being awesome. 
Well, he's immediately going to be paid like he's awesome. So it's just, it's just in a tougher spot. I thought Richardson looked pretty damn good, all things considered. Uh, and he's the guy of these three quarterbacks I liked the most because of yeah. the upside. And I thought he was going to look the worst initially because he had he was the rawest. I thought polished, he looked right. Right. I thought he looked pretty right. good. And you just got to let these guys take their lumps. What's your follow up? Yo, so how wild is it to throw your quarterback's first touchdown ball into the stands? How that do we feel wild, about that, man? So who did it? I was watching the game. Was it the was uh, Hayden Hurst did it? Hayden Hurst, Hayden Hurst did it. No, no, no. You got Pan- it. You got it right. For Bryce Young's first touchdown pass. Now I think they got it back from the fan, but that's a gaff by him. That is just yeah. like a wild gaff by him. Just, and it's probably just too in the moment, it, you know? Probably wasn't thinking yeah, but like you that. Know, but you know it's a rookie, the number one pick. You, It's not like this He's was a also random. A the I think if a rookie did that to a rookie, it'd be a lot different than, like, I feel like you you know what's going on. You should have the, the mind to give the ball back Yeah, but I feel like a veteran Hayden Hurst knows this is a rookie quarterback. <laughs> this is I don't know. It's a bad job by him, but I think they got the ball back. All right, next. My guy, uh, you aren't a Brock Purdy fan yet, but the guy has never lost. Never lost a start in the NFL except when he was injured in the NFC Championship. Fact or overreact, Purdy is a top 10 quarterback. Stop it. Okay. Nobody acts. Here's the thing. All right, so hold up. Let's do it. Let's do the exercise for everyone going crazy. I'm going to name quarterbacks, Demonze, and you tell me if you think Purdy's better. Okay. You ready? Okay. Let's do it. Mahomes. No. Trevor. No. Tua. No. Jalen Hurts. No. Joe Burrow. Dak Prescott. Arguably. Wait, arguably, arguably on Joe Burrow? Stop it. I'm not, look Dak, at that dude. Let's just, can we keep going? Dak Prescott. Okay, fair, sure. He's not. Josh Allen. No, but you know what? Matt, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We're not done. Matt Stafford. Yes. Okay, all right, fine. I'll I'll give you him. That's fine. Lamar Jackson. No. Justin Herbert. No. Jared Goff. Yes. Give it so what what do the, what do the 49ers have to what does Brock Purdy have to do with the 49ers to convince you that he's good? Do they have to be 3 and 0 and then we can revisit this? No. If they're 3 and 0 no, and Purdy's it, dealing, are, is he then a top 10 quarterback? What what more does he have to do, man? The guy hasn't lost the game when his elbow wasn't dinged up. I don't know what you I don't know what other stance do you expect me to have right now? Wins are not a quarterback stat. A quarterback stat. stat. Gotcha. Their team stats. I cannot believe that everyone, and I, I don't, I'm not necessarily talking about you here, but everyone that was like Jimmy G, he's a winner. He's just special. Something to him. He gets replaced by the last pick of the draft. The team doesn't miss a beat, and instead of everyone acknowledging, oh yeah, it's. Christian McCaffrey, yep. Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, Kyle Shanahan's scheme. Everyone's like, oh, this guy must be awesome too. 
Like they you, literally I, dropped in Mr. Irrelevant, didn't miss a beat, and everyone instead of being like, "Oh, it's the system and the talent," a team that has led the league in yards after catch for five straight years, everyone's like, "Oh, they just found another gym." I just don't buy it. Go you know ahead. what is a quarterback stat? Uh, touchdowns what? to picks. I don't know what his are exactly right now, and They're but really if you good. combine, yeah, but if you combine this last game with last year in a whole. I'm pretty sure that ratio is pretty high. And I'll I'm tell, pretty sure I'll it's a lot right better now, than Jimmy DeMonte, G's was. DeMonte, it's 15-4. to 4, And his passer okay. rating's 108. He also right. has great Much stats. better than Jimmy I G. Under, I understand all that. I, you are... And if you add in, I'll even give you a help here. If you add in the playoffs, he has 18 touchdowns and 4 picks and a 108 rating. He's been excellent. I don't Doesn't believe sound so irrelevant that to that me. will... I don't believe that will sustain. So we'll see. We'll just okay. see. Go ahead. All right. Baker Mayfield's two touchdowns led the Bucks to a huge upset over the Vikings. Fact yep. overreact. Time to sell high on your Baker stock. Oh, that's a huge overreact. Why would I sell? Do you know, do you know who they got coming this week? <laughs> Chicago Bears. Oh, 2-0. Coming <laughs> right down the mountain for my guy Baker. Now, the next week they have the Eagles. So if we were going to sell, we maybe do it before the Eagles game, but we're certainly not doing it right now, not when they're about to get the home opener and get to 2-0. and All right, next. All right, uh, many, thought, many thought the Rams would be in the Caleb Williams sweepstakes, but they embarrassed the Seahawks even without Cooper Cup. Factor overreact, the Rams are a wild card team. That's a massive overreaction. The Seahawks, listen, I need to see more. I don't think they have a talent. I think they have too many young players. Uh, but that was one of the most shocking results of the weekend. I will admit that. I'm high on the Seahawks and think the Rams are going to be terrible. And that wasn't a fluky win. Rams kicked their ass. I, I mean, they deserve credit for it. The Rams absolutely kicked their ass. All right, uh, we got to take a quick break. Come back, answer some of your chat questions before we leave. What's right? Warmer, sunnier days are approaching, so fuel up for them with Factor's No Prep, No Mess Meals. Factor will help you meet your wellness goals just in time for summer, thanks to a vast menu of chef-crafted, never-frozen meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. These fresh meals are ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Variety? They have that. Factor has 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. Working on wellness goals? Factor has you covered with dietitian approved meals and ingredients you can trust. How do they taste? They're delicious. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious, and delicious options. What about quality? Each Factor meal is restaurant quality with premium ingredients like filet mignon, blackened salmon, and shrimp. So start spending less time in the kitchen now because you don't have to shop, prep, cook, or clean up. Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. What are you waiting for? Head to factormeals.com slash nickwright50. 
50 and use code Nick Wright 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Nick Wright 50 at factormeals.com slash Nick Wright 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. This episode of What's Right with Nick Wright is brought to you by the McDonald's app. How many times have you been in that situation where you've had a really long day, you're really hungry, but the last thing you want to do is cook a meal or even leave your house to go pick something up? I don't know about you, but I've been in that situation literally hundreds of times. And my saving grace has been the McDelivery option in the McDonald's app. We're talking getting McDonald's delivered right to your door. I love their breakfast menu. My all-time favorite item, like I'm sure it is for a lot of you, is still the Big Mac. And now, every time you order McDelivery in the McDonald's app, it earns you points towards free food. And let's be honest, what's better than free food. That means there's always a reason to order in the McDonald's app. Download the McDonald's app today at participating McDonald's. Delivery prices may be higher than at restaurants. Delivery and other fees may apply. Copyright 2023 McDonald's. All right, welcome back in. What's right with Nick Wright, episode 176. Let's get to some of the listener questions. Uh, I'm going to, I the I realize actually, now that I remember, Demonza usually reads these, but I've been going through them now, so I'll, because you haven't been here, so we'll get into a flow on this. I want to start with this. Zach Hatter says, Nick's already 0 for 1 in locks of the week. He's in mid-season form. I went 2 and 3 on the pick show. What is so devastating about that is I do this pick show on Thursday, and then Friday on TV I do three picks. So I pick my three favorite ones from this show. And instead of doing five, I do three. I went again, I went two and three on this show. Demonze, what do you think I went on two? Oh and three. Oh and three. I picked the three losers. Um now what's also true, and we'll talk about this more on Thursday's gambling show. Demaze's teaser didn't win because of the one leg I told him not to place. That was the <laughs> one leg I told you not Hold to on. place. What? And honestly, what overshadowed that was me saying that the Raiders are were going to beat the Broncos. I didn't say that they were exactly. And what also helped with that is that I also admitted that when I placed the teaser, that that was the one leg that I was worried about. I'm sorry if you guys followed me on that, but I think there was enough evidence in that teaser to, you know, still trail me. Don't count me out. We got some more no, coming we're not later this you out. week. We'll talk about it more on Thursday. <laughs> and here's the other thing, man. Ama- because I went two and three, and my bets have VIG. Your teasers, you're just, you know, you getting plus money. You're actually, I'm minus 1.3 units, and you're just minus one unit. So while we both lost money, you are actually ahead in the competition. Um, the Real OC says, Why do you and other sports media always leave out Stafford when talking about top quarterbacks? You just leave them out and include players like Dak and Trevor Lawrence. Well, listen, I Stafford, I think, for most people, was ahead of Dak until he suffered the elbow injury last year, and then people were very concerned about what he was going to look like this year. I mean, that's why. Trevor, Trevor might be the second best quarterback in the entire league, guys. Stop comparing people to Trevor, please. 
and you can roll your eyes again. You're going to say confidently with your chest this morning, Joe Burrow's better than Trevor? Threw the ball 30 times, got 80 more yards than I did. I threw the ball zero times. Go ahead. By, by that logic, then Brock Purdy is better than Joe Burrow. But continue, my bad. That is where pedigree and everything matters. Brock Great. Purdy was the last player of the draft. Trevor Lawrence was the number one pick, and you would have traded five first-rounders for him. Pedigree matters. That's what like, you did in like college matters. I only listen to mainstream music. Hey, man, there's some no. underground stuff, man. There's some there's some new things can be done that weren't done yes. before. I know it's unexpected that this guy that went undrafted or last pick in the draft is actually a really good quarterback. It's hard to believe, but hey, man, watch. Game four or it five, might I be think the that case. your mindset's going to start switching up a little bit. No. It, you're, listen, it might be the case, and you're right. The next great musician might right now be playing in a dingy bar somewhere in Toledo. But I'll go ahead and say, I think the person who's been selling out arenas for the last five years has higher upside. That's all. Also, the producers gassed Demonze up, telling him how great he did on the Purdy conversation. He's now shoehorning it into this Matt Stafford question. <laughs> Next, Christian Lazo says, is there anything a 49ers quarterback can do to impress you with all these attributed sets to Kyle's system? Who's won zero Super Bowls? Uh, guys! I, <laughs> I, I was vindicated entirely on Jimmy Garoppolo. We'll see if I'm vindicated on, on Brock Purdy. Let's just wait and see. Um, D8 said... Chris, it's part thank of the you, Christian, by the way. Sorry. No problem. Is part of the problem with Rodgers' injuries on turf field? Should the NFL begin outlawing turf? That's going to be a big topic today. I don't think it helped. I don't know that it was the entire reason for the injury. Grass fields are better. Players hate the artificial turf. I don't think the NFL is outlawing it. I also don't know enough about the mechanics of injuries to give a hot take on that. Um, Adrian says they can't afford cat food thanks to Nick's picks. <laughs> Next Next week, Adrian, Cat's going to be eating fresh salmon. Just wait. You just wait till we give you these three picks this week. Uh, Joel Penfield says, how long does Russell Wilson have left as the Broncos starter? Russell Wilson's not the reason they lost that game. Russell Wilson wasn't good, but he wasn't terrible. Sean Payton, surprise onside kick, three bad fourth down decisions, ten penalties. Looked a whole like the Nat Hackett team. Tell you that much. All right, Demonze. Started slow today, really picked up as the show went on, and you were outstanding. It was a great Thanks, show. Really a great show. Uh, I enjoyed myself today. I'm glad that you are tying yourself to the Brock Purdy bandwagon, as, as, as is Broussard, I'm planting as my is flag. Wilds. Plant that flag, man. What did I say? I got three types of takes. Undeniably correct immediately, undeniably correct eventually, and laughably incorrect. You think this is going to be a bucket three. I'm very yep. confident it's going to be bucket two. I guess we'll find out together. Gambling show where DeMonze and I try to actually win some bets Thursday. Talk to you then. What's right? <laughs>